0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more
1: shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright
0: spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, though. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss
2: and dissect the Supernatural.
0: What's up, guys? This is the 3M Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is Sean. My name is DJ. New year, new us.
2: Welcome back! <laughs>
0: <laughs> guys, we have so much to catch up on. First of all, new chairs. Ah. Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. that. We're not using those foldable shits no more. <laughs> yeah, for those of
2: you who aren't watching the YouTube videos, they're all Eames chairs. <laughs> yeah, we got three real Eames chairs.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that's our entire year's budget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Thank you, Patreon. <laughs> yeah,
1: at least we'll be comfortable the rest of the year. <laughs> yep.
0: Um, any new listeners out there, welcome. This is a 3 AM Podcast. We're just a group of friends. Tell scary stories. Try to make each other laugh. Try to scare you. Uh, my name is Charlie. Originally from California. Uh, graphic designer. I travel the world. I'm usually broke. Really like scary
3: stories.
1: <laughs>
2: my name is dj born and raised in hawaii been living in utah for eight years
1: oh my oh, gosh so
2: long i am a Howley brownie <laughs> love music obsessed with music and anything media related memes movies yeah hentai
0: hentai
3: <laughs>
0: the lot <you>
2: know?
3: <laughs> we'll take, we'll the, take lot.
1: the lot dj's browser is like i'll take the lot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm Sean, originally from Washington. You know, I've been around, though, been to all 50 states, lived in a couple of them. Um, Sean's moved 30. I'm probably at 40 at this point. 40 times in his life. Yeah. Seen, I've seen some places. Other than that, you know, just trying to make it day to day. Do some coaching sometimes. Watch a lot of movies. I nerd out on maps.
0: Ooh, mm. I like it. I saw him. <laughs> sh- the dude laughing in the corner is our intern Kevin. <laughs> Kevin is gracious with his presence today. Kevin's laughing cuz he saw Sean stroking himself to a map.
1: <laughs> it was uh, a map, map close to no,
2: Kevin's house. It was just oh. it was just Goog- <laughs> it was Google Maps on his phone on incognito. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wasn't even satellite mode, dude. It was just regular mode. <laughs> Y'all, oh. y'all have
0: no reason to trust us at this point. but <laughs> Whether you're new or old. <laughs> we're going to apologize once again for getting off schedule. A lot of shit went down. First of all, it was the holidays. Super hectic. Charles was in Oregon for a month almost.
2: I was in Hawaii for two weeks. Sean was in Arizona for a week and in San Diego for another week. So we were everywhere.
0: I hate when people give excuses. So I'm going to give you two. <laughs> and one of them is like is legit. My wife this year has lost three relatives and it's been really hard so early in the year when we missed a week that's what happened we didn't really say anything and then just this last month two more of our relatives passed away so that's what's going on disrupted our workflow family comes first we all we know all you out there understand though um but we are back we're situated the other thing that happened is we recorded an episode so that we could have one as a backup in case something happened We went on location in Salt Lake in a haunted place and interviewed our friend Rayfin. When we sat down to edit, I don't think I told you this yet, Sean. I exported all the audio and it is all messed up.
1: Bro, his place was probably haunted. He's
0: even said a lot of production and stuff has come in and their files get corrupted. And I was like, we'll be fine because I did not believe it at all. (laughs) What's weird is... DJ and I, we've had things like this happen before, and you can usually troubleshoot, like, mm-hmm. why. You can figure out why, but I, we cannot figure out why it won't work. If you look at the f- noise wavelength, like, you can see it's all there, but when you export it and you listen to it, it's, like, choppy. Can like, you hear, like,
1: anything else in it, like, latent sounds or, like... <laughs> a
0: disembodied voice.
1: Spirits. <laughs> no, it, now, the it,
0: waveform is intact.
3: Yeah.
2: But when you play it, like the like, the signal that's outputting is not the same as what's showing on screen. Like, it's chop- it's chopping.
3: It
0: literally is like, I'll be talking, like, and then I come back, and it's like, but you can visually see that's not the case. I don't know.
2: That, and we've tried just technical difficulties all around. We tried to record mobile. That didn't work.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: just, yeah. So, for a plethora of reasons, we haven't been able to put out like we usually do. But we're all back in town. It's a new year. We're excited to get back to it. So thank you, everyone, for your patience. Uh, patrons, we have a full episode recorded for you. That works. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, We've tested it.
2: <laughs> At this point, you should have seen the episode already. So go ahead and check that out because we've missed that as well. Usually, patrons get a new story every week. This one's going to be a full episode.
0: Kind of catch so. up for a couple of the weeks we missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to hit that up, go to patreon.com slash the 3 pod for two dollars you can get access to all of our bonus content
2: yep
3: Mm -hmm.
0: cool all right that's enough of that how's your holiday charles bro first of all we have so much to catch up on yeah because dj like he said it's been a month i've been out of town for a month we've kind of we're best friends but we've kept a lot of things that happen Secret? A little bit because we're like, we got to <laughs> share
1: it on the pod. And That's how it's been ever since we started <laughs> like, recording the podcast. why I never talk to you guys when I'm not face? Don't to face. lie, bro. You did yeah. that
0: before we had a podcast. <laughs> 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 that reminds me, back in the day when Sean and I lived together in an apartment, Sean's favorite game was to go into his room, shut the door, and then when we'd like try to get him to come out, we'd open his door and his windows just opened. <laughs> and Sean had crawled out his window and ran away. <laughs> and and you guys would try to find him. I and mean, like, like, find <laughs> my friends wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> no. You know? We just turn around, sprint out the door and start looking for him like around the neighborhood. The asshole figured out after like two times of doing it, he would just sit behind his door, wait till we left the house and then he'd come out and just hang out. (laughs) Jordan and I would be like crawling around in the bushes outside.
1: Not as dumb as I (laughs) (laughs) look.
0: But anyway, what happened? Christmas happened. New Year's happened. The worst thing in my
1: life happened. Why why don't you elaborate on that?
0: Besides the losses in my family, which was bad. (laughs) This is up there. I know it's dark, but it was. Bro, you guys have heard this. Kevin has not heard this. The worst thing in the world happened. I wanted to... You sound like a YouTuber, dude.
1: I'm being... You'll never believe what <laughs> Welcome <happened>. back, guys. <laughs>
0: you'll
1: never believe what happens at
0: minute 32. But this one's legit. Like This honestly sucked ass. I almost ran away. <laughs> I'm dead ass. Okay. To start off, I got a new dog last year. Her name's Lucy. You guys maybe have seen her on Instagram or I've talked about her before. Oh, no, never. Never seen her. (laughs) I personally hate when people bring their dogs around and they're untrained. They lick your face after they lick their dick. You know what I mean? It's just like a lot of times I'm just like, don't, right? So we took our dog home to the in-laws and I was just super stressed about it the whole time. Even though they were more than... Uh, accommodating and welcoming. They have their own dog. They understand, but still, I'm just neurotic, so I was stressed the whole time. Christmas Day comes. (laughs) Everyone gets dressed up. I'm talking turtlenecks.
1: Damn. I'm
0: talking the jewelry, (laughs) the rings. My my mother-in-law, I almost said stepmom, my mother-in-law brought out the silver. The silver, like, out of the box, polish it, like, it was decadent, right? Bro. And uh, so everyone's looking fancy. There's a nice ass charcuterie board, huge plate of a uh, shrimp cocktail. And all the guests are showing up. I'm getting ready. And I have Lucy with me downstairs. Now, she's a puppy. Her biggest downfall is when she gets excited, she loses control of her bladder and pisses. And so I have a game plan. Get Lucy upstairs before it's like way too crowded. Get her out and back. Make her empty her bladder before all hell breaks loose. So we're going up the stairs, and I don't know how it happens. We get up. MJ's entire family's in the living room. Aunts, uncles, cousins, mom, dad, brother, sister. Like, everyone's there just mingling, chatting. And Lucy bolts away from me, sprints to the middle of the group, gets around the coffee table with all the, all the hors d'oeuvres. And before I know it, someone's petting her. She's on the ground, and she has pissed <laughs> the biggest puddle in the world in the middle of the floor. Huge. And not only that, she's laid down in the piss and she's like rolling in it because she's like getting (laughs) belly rubbed by MJ's cousin. So I'm like, damn it. Sprint to the middle and I'm like, Lucy, grab her, pick her up. And I'm holding her like this and I'm walking through the crowd of people. Under your arm. And she's still excited. No. Soaked in piss. And as we pass Uncle Jim, she goes (laughs) with her tail. (laughs) And Uncle Jim goes, (laughs) and she flings urine in his face and eyes, flings it all over the hors d'oeuvres in the the shrimp board or the shrimp cocktail. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, (laughs) and I sprint through, throw her outside. I was so embarrassed, so pissed. Dude, I went downstairs and I sat there and I paced and I was like, I could pull a Sean and just crawl out the window. I was like, I don't have to come back. I this I was like, it, MJ and I will fight, but we'll get through it. Like, if I just run <laughs> away right now. I was so pissed. It took me like 30 minutes to come back upstairs. I threw her in the kennel locked it. Okay, PETA, don't come after me. <laughs> Dude, rocked me. I was so embarrassed. Everyone was the nicest. Everyone was like, it's fine. She's a puppy, right? Whatever. I still ate the cheese board. I'm not going to lie. Me and my dog are close. Damn. Some extra cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this one has a... Real, sh- real, <laughs> uh, real sharp. salty flavor.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Where'd you get this? Uh, we eat dinner. It goes fine. Everyone's eating dessert. And um, it's like two hours later. So I'm like, okay. Like she can come out. You know, everyone's calm. It's calm. Bro, same thing. At the top of the stairs, she just sprints away from me. Because she's so excited when people are there. And Aunt Michelle this time is sitting on a chair in the corner of the room. Big plate. Big chocolate cake, huge scoop of ice cream, and a huge dollop of whipped cream on top of the ice cream. And Lucy jumped from one side of the living room and landed in Michelle's lap. One bite, ate the whole cake. (laughs) (laughs) And then tipped the bowl so ice cream and whipped cream went all over Aunt Michelle in the chair. It was just like, (laughs) and it like exploded. And I was like,
2: gosh. And one fell swoop. Dude.
0: So, I mean, repeat exactly what happened. I ran over, grabbed her, took her outside, made her pee, took her downstairs. And I was just like, dude, it was super hard. A lot of like, I don't have a lot of embarrassing things that happened to me, but this was like, in the moment, I think I had an of body experience where so I was like, this is the worst thing ever. And I just had to be like quiet and smile and stuff. Later that night, everyone leaves. I'm just sitting there with MJ and her siblings and i was like it was quiet and i was like so can we talk about how the worst thing happened in the world today? and they all just start laughing they're like did you see uncle jim's face like he was so
3: <laughs> pissed <laughs> like,
0: oh. <laughs> it sucked that's definitely up there top 3 like worst things that's ever happened to me <laughs> <laughs>
2: uncle jim with the fizz face yeah dude uh-huh. um i had something happen in hawaii oh no that they've heard you haven't ooh and I feel unfit <gasps> and unworthy. As a human, as a man, as a sure, podcaster. Sure, oh, sure.
1: All the above. All
2: <laughs> so we're having a good time in Hawaii. It's actually, we're leaving the next day and we go snorkeling. And for all the listeners out there, I brought my girlfriend home with me, introduced oh. her to everyone. We had a good time. And... On the last day, yeah, we're, we're going snorkeling. The day's growing late, and we're maybe 50 yards out from the shore, and we had already been there for a little while. We decide that it's me, her, my cousin, his wife, my little brother, so small group of us, and we decide to come back into the shore. am like, cool. I turn around, and I'm kind of like leading the pack of people uh, back to the shore, <laughs> and I'm swimming, and... It's at that point, Mallory gets stung by a Portuguese man o' war. Do you remember those? Yeah. The little blue ones? For some Mm -hmm. reason,
0: I was like, wait, that's like the one that kills you.
2: No, that's box jellyfish. Okay. Yeah. I was like, so she's dead. Man o' -o war like swipes her leg and her leg is on fire. Jeez. Nobody knows because we're in the water. Our heads are in the water. We can't hear really see anything. They're all behind me. I'm leaving the pack. Yeah. So she is screaming in the water, and she grabs my leg to kind of alert me. You kicked her, my dumbass! Oh no, <laughs> my dumbass thought that she wanted a race.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I
2: kick her arm off my leg. Go, bitch! <laughs> I'm gonna win. I'm getting to that sand. <laughs> Ain't no Holly gonna be this way. Oh, girl, this is my element. This my is my island. Ina. You took it once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> and I hightailed it oh. back to the shore, dude. I didn't even look back once. Oh. oh. I was swimming so fast, so furious.
0: You get to the island, you're like, damn, I
3: won. Yeah.
2: Like- <laughs> I get back to shore and I take off my goggles and I'm stoked. <laughs> I turn around and I look and she's dead in, oh. the, in the water.
0: She's belly up. <laughs> and you're like, wait. Uh-
2: <laughs> but babe, I won. Be, be happy for me. Yeah.
0: Real selfish of you to... <laughs> yeah.
2: How dare you get stunned <laughs> while I win this race? <laughs>
0: so, How long
2: does it take for you to realize like, oh no. Oh, like Something's not right. Uh, she's yelling. She's like, my legs on fire, my legs on fire. And I immediately put Everything together. <laughs> like, she grabbed my leg because she got stung by a Portuguese man. Zach
0: Galifianakis gift, where it's like all the math and yeah, stuff. The- She's <laughs> just like, wait.
2: That happens within a half a second. <laughs> yeah. She's okay. She turned out fine. You guys are still together? We're still together. <laughs> She's a good <laughs> woman. And I'm still unfit <laughs> and unworthy. Uh, on the flip side, she likes to say that it was a jellyfish to like hype up the story. So I got stung by this huge huge
0: jellyfish it's like the biggest one of those look like a used condom so I don't, I
3: don't know what you're talking about they're all like this big they
0: hurt I'm not, I'll yeah. give you yeah, that yeah 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 there wasn't no kraken man yeah <laughs> damn that's so funny a similar story we probably already told on the pod but like Last time we were in Hawaii, it was a real issue. We all got stung. Like, we swam out to Chinaman's Hat.
2: It's pretty common, especially growing up in Hawaii, to get stung by Portuguese man war. And if you haven't gotten stung by one, it's like getting stung by a few bees.
0: It's mad uncomfortable. Like, it, it hurts. It gets in, you In, like, you get one nervous. specific spot of your body.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it's, yeah. it's like a searing pain, and it usually lasts... If it's a bad one, it'll last a few hours. Yeah. Bro,
1: I had the one wrap around my chest when we were swimming John just had China a line and... Around him, <laughs> it was
0: like gross, like he was sewed together. Yeah, it it hurts, but, but it's, yeah, it's no in no painful. way is it lethal. Yeah, like you're you're nervous about it, but like you're fine. Yeah, but yeah, one of our friends got stung, and we were all standing, and she was like f- flailing in the water, and we were just laughing. I don't know what happened, but we didn't understand what was happening.
2: Yeah, we ju- we were
0: just watching her die. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of a pattern in our right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When I watched Lucy die in the waves and I was like, wait. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought of. You leaving her in the waves. (laughs) Damn, we have a lot to learn. That was my Hawaii trip, though. (laughs) So DJ was in Hawaii. I went to Portland in California. Sean went to Arizona in San Diego. Yep. So yeah, we were all over, All over the map. We all traveled safely. Quarantine. Warm ass. Don't come at us. (laughs) But uh. Yeah, it's been busy. There's, like, so much. I don't even know what else to, like, go over. We drove down the Oregon coast to California. It's dope. So beautiful. Yeah. We got to go back. There's, There's a, a Highway thousand, 1
2: or... Yes. There's a thousand places to stop.
0: Every once in a while, we were just like, dude, let's stop here. And we stopped, and it's like, how is this even beautifuler than the last? You know what I mean? Bros. I don't think I've
2: ever cried on, like, a drive <gasps> except for Highway 1. Dude, I'm, it was... The first time I did it, it was so beautiful. Why are you laughing? <laughs> You absolute dickhead. (laughs) You head of dick.
0: (laughs) No, but that's some lame shit, bro. No, I'm just kidding. I ain't about that.
3: (laughs) Oh, shit.
0: Go to our Patreon for uncensored. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I used to like roll around on my scooter and kind of shed a tear a little bit listening to some (laughs) emo
1: music, but let's talk about something else. What's up, Sean? I was just going to say I found this van rental place in like San Francisco I was like, we should all just rent two vans and all drive up Highway One. Let's do it. I'm it one hundy down.
0: It probably has human feces in it. Is that what you said? Totally.
1: <laughs> oh. They
0: have an app in San Francisco that helps you avoid the human shit on sidewalks. It's convenient. Because <laughs> it's that much of a problem.
1: Uh, we could start
0: that trip at my dad's cabin. My dad just got a cabin. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't really know about it. He, like, kind of mentioned it, and I was like, that's wild. Sound like untrue. And then I show up and it's like a real ass. <laughs> it's a real thing. MJ and I stayed in it a couple nights. One of the nights it was just MJ, me, and Lucy. And he had mentioned, he's like, yo, careful with Lucy. There's bears. There could be bobcats. There's like hawks, aerial predators, things like that. And my ass is always paranoid that there's serial killers everywhere, right? Hill people. Mm-hmm. Hill people, exactly. That day the hand like this is straight out of a movie the handyman was there in the day (laughs) he had moved the trash cans and blocked our car and then I get out to like move the trash cans and I was like hey how you doing and I waved at him dead ass this old haggard looking dude stared deadpan at me and I was like hey how you doing and he was just like (laughs) and so I was like okay I was pissed I was like I'm the (laughs)
2: dude i get people walking into the record shop i say hey how's it going no reply
0: you gotta make (laughs) this awkward for both of us yeah yeah, yeah. under my breath i'm like (laughs) you too (laughs) (laughs) buy buy records uh so i like awkward interaction with this guy in the day two times i tried waving to him and he was like nothing so that night we're in the cabin we're watching a movie about time i recommend it if you want to cry it's really good it's touching (laughs) But in the middle of the movie, Lucy, who is not like an aggressive dog at all. She's like the most submissive dog in the world. She's a golden retriever. So like she sits up bolt right and looks over across the cabin at the front door. And the front door is a glass door, but there's a door to like, there's a little mud room. So there's a door. So like I couldn't see the front door from where I was sitting. Sits up bolt right, looks at the door and then sprints over there and starts losing her mind. She pushed open the the door and goes into the foyer. So now I can't see her. And I can just hear her losing her mind. And I'm like, immediately, I'm like, dude, the, the handyman's back and he's about to kill us. <laughs> so I walk over there all slowly and I open the door just enough to where I can see Lucy staring through the front glass door up into the corner. You're Japanese too, so it. you
2: got like plus 10 stealth.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, he had no idea. My geisha shuffle across the wooden floor. And I open the door and I see a man standing on the porch and i almost shit myself like my heart fell out of my ass until i realized it was my reflection (laughs) i because like the the man like loomed into like the scene (laughs) and i realized it was just me like looming into but for a split second i almost died (laughs) but she still was barking crazy so i had to like lock the door to the foyer, and I had to like take her downstairs because like she was just going crazy. So I don't know what it was, but I almost died.
1: It's the spirit of the forest, dude. I guess.
0: But anyway, we should go there sometime.
1: Sounds dope.
2: <laughs> dude, oh, uh, Charles isn't the only one who had a crazy little encounter while they were away for the holidays.
0: I think he's talking to you, Sean.
1: Didn't I tell that last? Well, oh, Charles went to patron. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so, so while I was home for christmas i'm i'm sleeping down on the couch on like the main floor everyone else is sleeping up on the second floor and i'm sleeping with like first of all
2: didn't want you around them
1: oh yeah they don't like me i'm just there because i'm family <laughs> yeah. it's like my family makes it
0: very clear you're the black sheep
1: <laughs> they're like sean you stay down there and we'll be up here yeah um so but i'm sleeping with a like a face mask so that Don't see the stupid fish tank that's lit up all night right next to my head and earplugs because I'm trying to be able to actually sleep. So uh, later on that night, I'm like sleeping on the couch, facing the back of the couch. So my back is to the open room and I'm like having this kind of dream, but I'm awake. It's weird. Yeah. And I just get this vision of seeing the devil and I'm just kind of confused at first. I'm just kind of like, this is weird. What kind of like devil? So I don't see an image. I just get like this picture in my mind that there's something there and it's the devil. You just understand it's the devil. That it's the devil.
2: Also keep in mind, if you're new, Sean is the skeptic of our group, Mm -hmm. the healthy skeptic of our group and has never had like sleep paralysis ever. Anything remotely close to it. So Mm -hmm. until now.
1: Well, and I wasn't paralyzed. I could move. But as I'm laying there, I feel whatever it is come up behind me. And whatever it is starts breathing just on the back of my neck. Just a That was happened for 5 10 seconds and then all of a sudden this low sinister laugh. Are you f-ing with I'm me? not even I'm not even. I'm getting chills telling this. This is so weird for me to hear coming from Sean because like DJ said, like nothing like this from Sean for the eight years I've known him. As I'm laying there face back to the back of the couch, all that I can think of as I'm hearing this laugh coming through that I'm hearing is don't turn around. Don't give it the satisfaction. Mm. And so I laid there trying my best to breathe normal until whatever it was went away. And then I pulled off my mask and I looked around and I was like, what the f*** was that? But here's the thing. My parents' house, holiest place in the world. I was, Yeah. It's weird that it happened there. It is weird that it happened there. So I have a couple of theories, but I mean, I can tell you guys, I don't know if it's applicable to our listeners, but my theories are, and I told you guys last time after we recorded that essentially what it is or what I thought I pictured was the devil or like the devil that's on your left shoulder versus the angel that's on your right shoulder and I feel like it was coming up on me trying to tell me that it would have control of me if and and my reaction was don't give it the satisfaction like ignore it Mm. and that's kind of what I justified that as I don't know if I'm right
0: and then days later you went on a trip with Jordan (laughs) <laughs>
2: <Ooh>. <laughs> both of y'all just been praying for a sucky <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Sean's like, no, no, come around front.
3: <laughs> Breathe on my front.
1: <laughs> this time I rolled over. My are here. <laughs> that's wild, dude. Okay, I don't mean to mock because that's like that would be terrifying to go through. It was it, at the time. It was terrifying, and I, like I said, I did get chills telling it. But I feel like it was for me more of just an indication of what I needed to do. Hmm. That kind of brings up something I I
0: always think because like some people send in stories and then they'll ask us for like our opinion. Yeah. And it's like, dude, to me, most of these things that you go through are like a personal journey. And it's like, who knows what you're supposed to pick up or learn from that? So like, I don't know. I'm glad you framed it that way because I completely agree. It's like, I'm not going to be here and be like, well, actually what that was, what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But, and it was weird, the location, it was weird, the timing, it was weird that it was me, and all of that put together, I was just like, I feel like this is more of like a sign for me. Mm. I could be wrong, but that doesn't happen very often. Oh, Oh. (laughs) that's crazy, bro. It was pretty, it was pretty trippy when it happened though, I was like. I was pretty freaked out Sean's like okay I'm not gonna lie this is crazy (laughs) like while it's happening
0: like okay okay this is weird
1: (laughs) yeah no I seriously had the hair on back of my neck raised as I felt something breathing on my back ugh it was dude are you
2: seeing this (laughs) I never had this happen before
1: Sean's just like content while it's happening actually I did think content oh that's funny (laughs) but that was the next day that was the next day (laughs) Like, damn, I should write this down so I can tell these fools. Keep going, keep breathing. I I actually did write it down specifically for the podcast. That's crazy. Uh, There was one other thing that I uh, wrote down as well. I learned a little bit about my ancestors while I was there. My mom was telling me about her great great granddad's brother. Now, just to give a little background, my mom's side, we're all outlaws and like we're related to Jack Daniel on that side. Like, we're basically the wild people of Kentucky, Missouri, and all that area.
2: That's why you guys moved around 23 times. Yeah, we're trying to stay clear of the
0: government.
1: But... <laughs> Loki, I have theories, but we won't get
0: into that on the podcast. Because our 15 listeners might... <laughs> might. <laughs> Snitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, yeah that's generous. <laughs> yeah. She was telling me her great-great-granddad's brother was an outlaw that at one point had a posse come after him. Like, the whole town came together and... They went after him, and as he was crossing this river, they shot him, and they took him back and hung him there until it was just bones, Oh! and his bones, until maybe two or three years ago, were being used in the local school as, like, an the example anatomy? of a skeleton. <laughs> I was like, what the f*** is going on here? But that's my great, great, great granddad's brother. Some, it was super trippy. I was like, what the freak is going on here? That's some good stock. <laughs> that's awesome. But that, that was the crazy story for sure.
0: Huh? I had a thought. No, never mind. Dude, What? You, what is it?
3: You I was going to say,
0: we joke a lot about how little listeners are, or we have. But if we're being real, for people who have been with us since the beginning, we have experienced a lot of growth. And just to like fill you guys in, we're like at around 10,000 downloads a month. Does this matter? I always kind of like hearing how... It's It's not... I swear it's not to toot our own horn, but more so just like, thank you. We're just, we're more surprised than you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not just kidding.
1: <laughs> Very surprised.
0: No, but honestly, yeah, thank you. Because it's not without you, like how podcasts work is, how they grow is the listeners, 1000%. Mm-hmm. It's you guys listening, downloading, and sharing it with friends. So like I said, we're about at around 10,000 downloads a month. That's just downloads. Overall we've almost hit a hundred thousand downloads for our like category or discography or backlog. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Everything
0: all together. All the analytics put into one. We've been having new people hit us up and not just from the US, but like I don't know if you guys saw the messages from Spain. We have some people from Spain who listen now. Hell yeah. So it's cool. Uh it's exciting. And we wanna put a lot of serious effort into like cultivating this community. Um, because the bigger this is, you know, the more stories will come in, the more we'll have you know, a fun time. <laughs> but anyway, guaranteed. Cool. Any other anecdotes? Oh my freaking goodness, dude! <laughs> the worst thing in the world happened to me over over Christmas break, and the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I don't know if you know this, bro. I am a little. <laughs> <ridiculous>. <laughs> yeah, we know, <laughs> bro. No. <laughs> Like, it was, I mean, I feel like it was kind of like a theory, like a pretty supported theory. Now it's confirmed. Like, it's not, <laughs> no longer conspiracy theory. I might have the tism. Okay. <laughs> I'm here in Utah. My wife had already gone to Portland to make the funeral. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm going to fly because I had some things to finish up with work, whatnot. So, my wife knows I'm dumb. So, she does all my check-in and stuff on the flight and just sends me the ticket via my phone. And I look at it, 9, 9 o'clock, perfect. Kevin, can you give me a ride? Kevin's like, for sure. I haven't slept in like three days because of work, but I will wake up at 6 a.m. to get you to the airport. I was like, Kevin, you're Sounds the best. That's about right. <laughs> it is how that went. <laughs> um, so Kevin does like the biggest favor in the world. He wakes up at 6 so we can beat traffic. There ended up being like an accident, so I was super rushed. Like I thought I was going to miss my flight. And I was like, if I miss this, I'm screwed. So –
1: well no, it snowed, so there were two accidents. It snowed like a half mile. So I stuck in driving for like forty five minutes. Yeah.
0: So it snowed, like Kevin said, I don't know if you heard him, but there was two accidents, forty five minutes added on to it. So like I literally when I get there, swipe my stuff, go through um security, I'm sprinting to my I look at my ticket and all I see is gate like A eleven or something like that.
2: And the new Salt Lake Airport, it is it's like a huge. mile.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you have to run. Yeah. You have to do a decathlon, just to <laughs> catch your flight. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh so I'm sprinting, as running as fast as I can. I get to the gate. I see like the last person getting on the plane. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> made it. Made it. And I run up and I swipe it. And it goes bam, 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 bam. And it's red. I'm mm. like, oh. And she's like, hold on, do it again. Bam, 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 bam. I'm like, what the heck? And she's like, okay what's your what's your flight number and i like look at it and i'm an idiot so i like look at my ticket and i'm like i have no idea And i just show her she's like okay huh are you going to las vegas and i was like no i'm going to portland and she's like huh and then she's like um sir your flight's at 9 p.m <laughs> <laughs> and i look at my ticket and i was like I said this out, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just did that. And she was like, uh, and she was like trying to be nice. Anyway, I'm the dumbest person in the world. There's someone sitting there who like heard clearly and it was like giving, like looking at me like I was the dumbest person in the world. And she's like, there's not much I can do. Maybe go try talking to the desk. <laughs> I go and I stand in line for like 30 minutes. And, uh, finally there's two people, there's an old man and an old woman and I was like, please get the old woman because the old man looked grumpy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> please get the old woman because I, in the service industry, old ladies, they love Way me. Way better. They love me. me. This dude looks like <laughs> like up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then his desk opens up. I'm like, damn it. So I go up and I talk to him. And I, I preface this with, hey, I just did the dumbest thing in the world. I realize if you can't help me, I completely understand. I might as well talk to you. And he's like, what's going on? I was like, well, I showed up for my flight at 9 a.m. And it's at 9 p.m. And he goes, give me your ticket. So I gave it to him. And he's like, this is the most budget ticket you can buy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, I know. It was $57. Your seat's like in
2: the bathroom. (laughs)
0: They're like, hold on. Outside somewhere. Uh, He was like, he, he just looks at me and he goes, there's literally nothing I can do for you. And I was like. No worries, I understand. I appreciate it. And he's like, having said that, I am the manager. This will never happen again. Do you want aisle or window on the next flight? I was like, dude, I'll sit on the floor. At this point, I said that to him, and he's like, aisle or window. <laughs> like, he's not having it. I was like, I mean, I was like, I'll, I'll take a window. And he's like, uh, windows are all taken. Never mind. And I was like, I'll take an aisle. <laughs> he's like, aisles are taken too. You can't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now leave. Come back in twelve hours. <laughs> But he put me on the next flight like an hour later. So I sat down. If you guys follow our IG, you saw me tell the story. (laughs) But he was just like, this will never happen again. And I've flown a lot of standby and I've never missed a flight. I've always had the best luck with flights. And both my wife and Janelle, one of our best friends, whose dad is a pilot. She's flown standby forever. They have no idea how I have such good luck. I don't know. God is good. That's all I know, people. (laughs) That's our episode. (laughs) just kidding
2: damn what an eventful holiday for all of us for real so much has happened
0: relationships were tested with jellyfish (laughs) and races (laughs) (laughs) i got kicked out of my family my in-laws because my damn dog (laughs) sean got possessed by the devil (laughs) so yeah guys it's been busy (laughs) but
2: um i don't know if this is for the podcast mallory passed the grandma test did I talk to you about that? The grandma test? Yeah, my grandma. His grandma. <gasps> oh, she... Yeah. Well, I knew she would, but- Yeah. Except... <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh. Except... Oh! For the fact that my grandma could not stop saying these words exactly. Mallory, it's... What's on the inside that counts? <laughs> you're a beautiful
3: person on the inside.
2: You're, you're so beautiful on the inside. It's like... Grandma, I'm trying to be beautiful on the outside.
0: <laughs> Damn. I mean, I feel. Do you want to keep this? okay Listeners, DJ's grandma is a proud Hawaiian woman who <laughs> I support fully. And may or may not be a little critical of Howley. So it was. I mean, I was stressed for a mile. If you're
2: wondering what a Howley is, it's you.
0: <laughs> you're <a> Howley. <laughs> exactly. I was stressed for Mal. I was like, damn, I don't envy her position. <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but that's good that she tested. I mean, passed almost.
1: almost. <laughs> At she least passed she passed with
0: flying color. Yeah. <laughs> One jarring, undeniable color. Yeah. Not know color, is just a hue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or lack thereof. Um, well, that's important for all of us. It's what's on the inside.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Anything else? Yeah, I have an update oh,
2: from an old episode. I don't even know what episode it is, at least a number. But do you remember the game Perplex City?
0: Yes, Perplexity. Perplexity. Yeah. And what is it? Satoshi. Mm-hmm. Norigami no or some shit. Yeah. It's not Norigami, but... Yeah. So
2: it's a augmented reality game, so it's almost like Pokemon Go where... It's partly digital, partly in the real world. And this game consisted of hundreds of cards where if you accomplish these tasks in real life, then you get the points in the game. And it's like one whole, everyone, anyone can play it. It's all online. Like you log in and you input, you know, I did this task or whatnot. But one of the rarest cards that has never been completed is Find Satoshi. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. As of December 2020, <gasps> Satoshi's been found.
3: What?
2: Yeah, the story itself isn't the most exciting, but the fact that uh, basically the the card finds Satoshi was just a picture of this young Japanese man, mm-hmm. late 20s, and uh, who knows, really. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be honest. Yeah, Chinese, Korean, whatever. Well, age I mean, age, <laughs> age too—twelve <laughs> like to
0: ninety-seven. Oh, yeah, that. Damn! If you're going to no. be like the hardest race to pin down, like Asian is it? I can say that because I'm Japanese for our new listeners,
2: and I'm Chinese and Filipino, so I have like the king of kings of Asians and the, the
0: peasants. <laughs> you're the gamut, yeah. dude. You're the spectrum.
2: Um, Satoshi. It, it was just a picture of him, and the instructions were to find him in real life. And for the, this game started in like 2006, nobody's found him. Nobody who's played this game, thousands and thousands of people who play this game has have never found him.
0: And that's they, not for lack of trying. There was forums and forums and thousands of people working together to find this thing. Yeah.
2: The thing is, is this game came out right before like the age of the internet, you know, like this new age of the internet. Like virality wasn't a thing back then. Like everything was through word of mouth, like emails, mm, you know. Yeah. I mean, there were forums, mm. but it wasn't like a huge network like it is today. Yeah. You know, so... I don't know. I think that that's a huge factor in why it took so long. But somebody used some AI facial recognition software, and they input his picture. Which I don't know why it took this long, or maybe this was the only AI that worked or something. It's but like they you used- have
0: two billion matches. Yeah. <laughs>
2: How many people live in China? Jackie Chan. <laughs> a billion? billion. A billion. A in billion. China. Yeah. yeah, a so, billion. That sounds. That sounds about right.
0: Um, yeah, they needed to hone in a little bit <laughs> on the, on some aspect. A yeah, real uh, eye opener. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one picture came up. Oh, one face match, and it was a group of people holding up drinks, and there's one person who looked like Satoshi, but about Twelve years older than his previous picture. They bring up the image, and it has it comes from this website, uh, this corporate website, and they find this email that has the name Satoshi in it, or his last name, like Nakamoto, or something like that. Toyota, yeah, yeah, Mazda, <laughs> <laughs> <It's all> Prius, <laughs>
0: Satoshi Prius, <laughs> Mazda three. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was.
2: <laughs> and uh, this person just emails, this random email. Hey. And says, hey, um, are you Satoshi as in Perplex City Satoshi? And he replies. He says, I am. And they connect through more emails and he sends like more pictures of his face, like validating, you know, it it, it is me. But yeah, that case is closed damn Whoa.
0: congrats Ton of fun for real wait That's so dope. Huh?
2: two two discoveries last year with forced uh, Fen. Force Fen satoshi we need to find uh cicada
1: 3301
0: Yep. sean got
2: a
1: uh oh i got a metal detector We're about ready to go find all the metal dude <laughs> nice heavy metal bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> dope dude
2: There was a dude uh, using a metal detector on the beach while I was in Hawaii. I don't know if you found anything, but beaches would be a great place to go metal detecting, I feel like.
1: Oh, yeah. Go out to like sporting events, beaches. Every winter, like when the lake gets low, that's how you find. Oh, just go down to like Powell, dude. Hmm. I see. Well, that
0: never
2: gets
1: low. Sorry, no. I'm thinking of. They, a, they I'm drain of. Shut. Sure. No, they do not. Yeah,
2: I had a friend. No, they don't. Year- I had a friend two years ago. We were just getting. We worked on the same this team. This was
1: a drone, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, did I tell you about this? Yeah. Okay yeah.
0: then. Well, our our listeners don't know.
2: No, they don't even know. Okay, <laughs> no. no, we're we're getting off of work, and she's like, "What are you doing for the weekend?" i said, like, "I don't know, we're chilling." And I'm like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Well." <laughs> so you had a. It's like she had, asked oh, you. True, it's like you, you so that she could yeah, tell yeah, you anyway. Yeah but uh, did did I tell you this? Doesn't matter. Um, she says, My husband and I went to Lake Powell this last summer. We had a drone and the battery died while it was hovering over the water, and we watched it hit the water and disappear and sink. <laughs> and we're like, Well, that's that. Luckily, their drone has a GPS that tells them like the last location. So Lake Powell drains every year. And at that time when we were just leaving work, it was the winter. That's when they drain it. She said, my husband and I are going to Lake Powell to find our drone because we have its last location. So they drive around Lake Powell and it's muddy, so muddy. And you can't drive out there. They didn't bring anything that could drive in the mud, like an ATV or something like that. So they hiked, hiked for like eight hours straight. And right before it got completely dark, they see their drone laying in the mud in the distance. They run up to it, and they it, they confirm it's theirs. And it's still under warranty. Oh. So they sent it in, and this place sent them a brand new drone.
0: Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Dude, that's the best story ever. Should we do stories? <laughs> Let's do stories. Guys, in this podcast, we do scary stories. We do our best to get word of mouth or stories that we have sent in from our listeners. So if you're listening, you have a good scary story. Send it in. You can go to our website, or you can email us at, at the 3 ampodcastcom And with that, we're going to roll our 20-sided die to determine in what order we tell our stories. Highest number goes first. And so on so on. Dang. The end.
2: <laughs> all right, now we take our die. Ooh. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small Reach over here, brethren. <laughs> I want I to recount. <laughs> 20. Oh,
1: oh, oh, crit, dude.
0: 16. Hey, yo. 15. So Sean got a 20. Charlie got a f-
1: 16. DJ got a 15. Yeah, yeah. Order
0: is Sean, Charlie,
1: DJ. Mm-hmm. Bro, I think this is the first time I've rolled a 20 in these rolls. So, it better be a good story. <sighs> oh, shit. Well, I'm going to defer. <laughs> All right. I do have a pretty decent story for you. It's not great, but it's decent. <laughs> okay. So, this comes from a mother down in Georgia. We'll call her Carrie. And she has three kids. One day, she's made an appointment for two of her kids to go see the doctors, just like checkups. And they're kind of out in the boonies in Georgia. They have to go, she said, about an hour away to get to this doctor's office. And the children at the time are one and three years old. So they're both, two of the three are still pretty young. And so because of that, the doctor's office allows them to get the last two appointments of the day. Just so they don't have to mess around with other people being there. So they make the trip, drive all the way into the city of Macon, Georgia. South of Atlanta. I feel like I've heard something that takes place there. Macon. Is it M-A-C-O-N? Something like that? Yeah. Macon, Georgia. Macon. Macon. I don't know. I don't
0: know if that's how you say. it. Just kidding. I don't know. Sorry. It might be that or
1: a podcast where like a true crime happened. Sorry. That's not the point. Maybe. So now they go to the doctors that day. They get the last two appointments. Um, Once they get there, she gets the kids out of the car, gets them into the doctor's office. For the next hour or so, they end up waiting They end up getting in for the appointments, and once they're done, they get taken out. She's putting them all back in the car, and it's kind of getting late now at this point as well, so the sun's kind of going down. As she leaves the doctor's office, she notices the uh, receptionist close and lock the doors. They're all closing up as well. She gets in her car, and she turns the key. car doesn't turn on. So she's kind of like, well, we're about an hour away from home. Can't really get help from my husband at this point. She grabs the kids again, goes and knocks on the door, and asks the receptionist if she can use their phone just so that she can call like a local shop or something to come and check it out at least. So she makes the call. The guy says, okay, we're pretty busy. I'll try and be there as quickly as possible, but it could be a minute. She's like, okay, I just need the help. So whenever you can get here, that works. She uh, has to leave then the office because they're still closing up. Gets in the car. She's, like, playing with the kids, trying to look for snacks or something just to, like, keep them busy. And while this is all happening, she notices all of the people leave the doctor's office. Like, legit, they've just closed down. (laughs) Everyone's gone. She's noticed she's the last car in the parking lot. They just left her? Yep. Yikes. So, as she's sitting there, and this has only been 20, 25 minutes after she made the call, she sees this truck pull up, and he pulls on up over close to her her uh, Jeep Cherokee, and gets out. And she's like kind of pleasantly surprised. He said it could be a minute, but he's made it here a lot quicker than anticipated. So he kind of motions to her to pop the hood. She pops the hood and he starts looking around. She rolls down the window, just asking him like what he sees. And he's like, it's not a battery issue. Doesn't look like the there's any connection issues here. It's probably a wiring or something like that. And he continues just like filling around under the hood. She still has her one and three-year-old in the car. She's preoccupied. Like she's kind of glancing back and forth between her kids and the guy. And she's she's still sitting in the driver's seat. So really all she can see is like what she can see through the slit of the hood. Maybe just like his hands moving or something. His hands moving. And that's about it. And every once in a while he'll like just check in with her, be like – yeah, I think it really is just a wire here. Do you want to come take a look at it? Um, she's like, really? It'd be wasted on me. I had known nothing about cars. Like, if you could just fix it, I'll have it checked out again by my husband when we get home. And he keeps fiddling around. She's looking back and forth between her kids. And she notices, and she, she kind of makes this this uh, this thought that comes to her head. She's like, it seemed like he was kind of flirting with her a little bit, but she also, was super preoccupied at the time, so she wasn't paying attention. And then as he continued to ask her, just, hey, you want to come take a look at this? Just so you know what's going on or something, right? She eventually notices he's starting to get upset with her. Just like, she doesn't want to, like, make this guy mad. <laughs> Otherwise, she's stuck here. So she's just trying to be like, yeah, no, really, I, I don't know anything about cars. Like, there's no point. So she's, she's just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, another truck pulls into the parking lot. And as this truck pulls into the parking lot, the guy who's under her hood slams the hood, runs back to his car, and takes off. Now the guy pulls up, the the guy in the new car, pulls up next to her uh, Jeep. He gets out of the car. He introduces himself, calls her by name, and she recognizes his voice from the phone as well. And she's like, oh, well... I thought this other guy was you the whole time. And they kind of both laugh about it, right? Yeah. It was super weird. He emotions for her to pop the hood. He starts looking under the hood. And she's preoccupied with the kids. So she's looking back at her kids. And then all of a sudden, this guy is at her driver's side window. The new guy. The new guy. And he's like, ma'am, is this yours? And she looks at what he's holding. And he's holding like this long knife-looking thing. She says it's not a knife. It looks like it's like a long blade. It's about a foot and a half with, like, some scissors on the end, like, scissor holders on the end. You know how you like, where you put your fingers in? Something like that. And it's, like, super rusty and red. And she's like, no, that's not mine. That's super weird that's been in there the whole time. This car is only, like, two or four years old for me. Like, we've only had this for two or four years. It's crazy no one has found that before. And he's like, um... Well, and just kind of lays it down on the curb behind her car and goes back to the, the hood and starts messing around with it. Eventually, he motions for, hey, go ahead and give, try it again. She tries it. The car comes on. Super relieved, and it's kind of warm there in the Georgia summer. She uh, flips on the air conditioning, points it right back at her kids, who are kind of uh, crying at this point. And then she looks Ugh. back at her driver's side window, ready for him to be like, okay, this is how much it is. And as he's coming around the, the hood, he closes the hood, and instead of stopping at the window, he walks right past her, and she's, like, more confused than anything, but notices he goes and picks up this thing again and comes back. And he says, ma'am, are, are you sure this is not yours? And she's like, no, it's not mine. And he's like, no, take a close look at it. So she looks at it, and he's like, This looks old, but the weird thing is how sharp it is. And she notices this rusty red looking; it almost looked like a bayonet. Almost had been sharpened, and the edges were brandly or brand new, sharpened. And she's like, "No, it's not mine, but it's a good thing you came along, I guess." And at this point, she says, "She's." still not really even thinking about it. It's more just like, this happened, we're good to go. And she was out of her element, her car was broken down, these are not things that were occurring to her at the time. So he hands it to her and he says, well, you can take it, it's not mine. And so she takes it, puts it on the passenger seat and heads home. But on her way home, she uh, calls the police of Macon and is just telling them what happened. She's like, Hey, this guy came by. I called the the repair guy and some other dude showed up. He may have put this sharp object under my hood. I don't know like what's going on. She describes the item to the police and they seem just kind of dismissive. Like if, if there's no real danger right now, there's not really a problem, Yeah. but go ahead and hang on to it, I guess. Or, and like I said, very dismissive from the police. She eventually gets home, decides she's just going to wrap it up in like paper, and like puts it away, like a newspaper and puts it away. And years later, because this happened, 20, 25 years ago, they end up moving, and she pulls it back out again. And that's when she decides to write this story, because it's at this point that it occurred to her that whoever it was had some ulterior motive. And then she started looking through some news articles back at that time and noticed that in and around the area of Macon, women had been going missing around that time. So it was just kind of like one of the biggest maybe moments in her life. And like looking back at it, she's super happy, super glad that the actual repairman showed up when he did. (sighs) But that is Carrie's story. Mm.
0: Bro, not to blame or anything, but immediately – I would be like – I would be sussed. The second, like, the second guy showed up, I'd be like, yo, what is going on? But I mean, I've never been a mother of two, so I
1: can't comment on that. Yikes, dude. Dude, yeah. And as I was, like, reading the story too, I don't know if it's, like, the possibility of this happening, but what if this dude was the one who sabotaged the car in the first place?
0: Okay. That's interesting because I was like, how did he know – She was in trouble car-wise. Yeah. How did he know she needed help? That's the best explanation. Yeah. He must have seen her pull in, get out. Did
1: something to the car. Yeah. And she wasn't parked right in front of the doctor's office either. And she said it was kind of like this this uh, brand new road that had just been put through. So there weren't a whole lot of like buildings around either. It was pretty vacant besides this doctor's office that had just recently moved there. So it occurred to me like... What if this dude was the one who sabotaged the car and was trying to get her to come out? That makes the most sense. Dang, dude. I wish
0: there was more closure, like they caught the guy or there was a guy caught or That's too
1: bad. Yeah, nothing nothing on that front. Huh. But super, super creepy. Like if you've ever been in that situation of being out of your element and then having things go wrong, you do miss some of those little details. Uh Uh-huh. Even though these are kind of big details, I would say. But, I mean, in hindsight. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Did Kevin tell the story of
0: picking up hitchhikers? I told the story of when I hitchhiked. Oh. Kevin has a story. Maybe he'll tell it sometime, but the situation was getting really weird. And then a cop pulled up at the right moment.
2: When
0: I hitchhiked.
2: Oh. Yeah, I told that on the last
0: episode. What's the one where you guys. Oh, okay. So, they they made you go back. Got you. My bad. But it kind of reminds me of that where it's like something's about to happen and then cops show
1: up right at the right time. Or someone shows up right at the right time. Yeah, like what if, you know? Bro, yeah, that other repair dude showed up just in time (laughs) as this other guy was starting to get angry with her is what she said. So, oh, (laughs) I was thinking about like, what if
2: I was late a little longer or like even a little earlier? Like,
1: just
0: time-wise? Like, what if like I how would that hit a red situation? light that day? You know? What if I took an extra minute in the
1: shower? Yeah. 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 Butterfly effect, bro. I've, I've never seen, seen that. that. It's actually a decent movie. Yeah? Yeah. Is that you tonight? That's me tonight. Huh.
0: I was trying to think of, like, any doctor office stories, anecdotes to go with that. And the only one I could think of is when I had to get a physical when I was 16 from a <laughs> female doctor. And halfway in between her for females out there or any male who has never had a physical for men you have to drop trow and then they take their gloved finger and they like shove your ball up into the cavity of your body and they say (laughs) they say cough (laughs) anyway so I'm 16 full mom stop listening fast forward five minutes do not listen (laughs) and this female doctor is like "All right, 16 year old boy drop (laughs) trow take him off so I like did and as I'm getting the physical, I'm like Just starting to catch one. You
2: yeah. know what I'm saying? That thing that thing trying to see Kyle. Yeah. yeah.
0: That thing trying to wake up, bro. Yeah. And I was just like, dead kittens, dead kittens, you know, anything anything <laughs> I think of to kill it. Started saying singing primary hymns and whatnot. Anyway, I think I committed a crime or something i don't know that sounds like a crime dude (laughs) i didn't mean to (laughs) are you sure it wasn't a male doctor dude you're right (laughs) no you're right (laughs) it was the hairy knuckles that got me (laughs) just
2: brushing against your tiny balls yeah i'm like check me again (laughs) yeah
0: you're like (laughs) 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 anyway thank you sean Dude, uh, always
2: like entertaining after situations like that, like entertaining the what ifs or could haves. Yeah, kind of like puts you in a uh, headspace, and you're just paranoid and spooky. We've it's like, been
1: wh- in some what if situations before, yeah, and it's we always have. we've always like in retrospect been like, well, what was going on? Huh. So
0: no, I feel that. It's like when I watch the movie Final Destination. It's just everything I see after that is like. Death. Yeah. (laughs) You like load the dishwasher and you're like, oh shit. Oh, that's gonna kill me. I'm about to die. I'm about (laughs) to die. I don't know how, but I'm about to die. That's crazy because that same theme of like what was happening or what was really going on is exactly like my story tonight. Shit. Okay, let's go. All right. Well, grab my balls and let me cough. And cough. (laughs) So, my story tonight comes to us from. A listener of the podcast who has asked to remain unnamed. They are a listener of the podcast. They are from Germany and they said they really enjoy our podcast and they listen to it while they work. So shout out. All right. So they come from somewhere in Germany, super small village. They said there's about 10 to 15 houses in their village. So we're talking small, surrounded by forest, dense German forest. Uh, It's the winter. And they had this experience on Christmas Day. Whoa. (laughs) And after it happened, they went home and immediately recorded. Like, wrote it down.
1: Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, Christmas Day, they and their partner had, like, a huge meal. Super full. So, they decided to take a walk. Help the digestive system work or whatever. And they decide they're going to take this one path. That goes from their village to another village. There's like a lot of paths through the forest. But this particular one is is decently trafficked. But obviously not busy because it's like there's no one out there. But it's a gravel path through super dense forest. Hmm. It's 5 p.m. It's already dark. It's winter. They take photographs. So with them, they take a huge flashlight and their camera. They're just going to snap pictures just just in case they see anything, right? Honestly, I picture something like this, if we're being honest. Hmm. How daring. I think it's some, it sounds like something they kind of routinely do. She said she oh. likes taking photos at night. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit of their routine. Yeah. Uh, once again, I have to emphasize rural and like 15 houses in a community. you got to imagine they'd like know everyone. Yeah. So they start walking. It's dark. They hit the path. And as they're going down this unlit dark path with their flashlight, their flashlight beam comes across something on the side of the path and reflects brightly. So they like stare at it, they point their flashlight even better at it, and it's a car parked on the side of the path. It's tucked in right against the trees, but right off the path. Now this is a foot traffic path. No cars are allowed in here, so immediately they're staring at it, like super confused. They don't understand like, not, did not expect to see a car. Right. Their partner walks up to the car with the flashlight, shines it inside, completely empty. All the windows are like iced over, like it's been there for a while. And as they're st- sitting there, the listener, our friend, lifts the camera because they take photos, and this is an interesting scene. And they're about to take a photo. When they get a pretty strong impression, don't, don't take a photo. So they put the camera down. And they look a little bit down the path, and they see this pretty distinct tree by the car. And they see something in front of the tree on the ground. So they ask their partner, hey, shine the flashlight over here. I'm going to get some photos. So shines the flashlight at the tree. They kind of kneel down and they're taking these photos of the tree. And as they're clicking away, it's deathly quiet. And their partner leans in and says, hey, stop. Stops taking photos. What's up? There's someone on the path behind us chills they slowly turn around and sure enough down the path and just outside of the beam of the flashlight they see the silhouette of a man just standing there it's dead quiet the man's not moving or saying anything they decide to stand up and kind of confront them not like confrontational but just be like hey uh they felt like they needed to explain what was going on yeah And they were just like, hey, I wasn't taking photos of your car. It's just this super odd looking tree. And then they're like thinking like, why am I explaining? Kind of. And they're like, well, maybe. Do you need help? Do you need any light? Dead silence. So they try one more time. Do you need help or anything? And they can't see him because he's standing outside of the beam of the flashlight. All they hear is, no. Nothing else. It's all happening so fast, they don't understand. But what's weird is and what they seem to understand, while they're walking on the path, they had been pretty aware of their surroundings. It's boar season, boar super dangerous. It's mating season, so they're already more aggressive. So they were 100% sure that they weren't followed into the like the forest and that he didn't follow them from the city. He must have been there and must have been like sneaking up on them. So do you need any help? No. And immediately they look at their partner, look back, they said almost without communicating they were like we need to go grab their bag grab their camera whatever and they briskly walk away they kind of move really fast down the path they stop they turn around and they see the car turn on pull out of the forest make a u-turn and pull back in they said they watched it re-park in like the same spot so they continued on the path and took an insanely long way home. During the, the way home, they were, like, discussing what was going on. They discussed, well, you know, was that weird? Yeah. Uh, what was that? I have no idea. They start going over theories. Did you happen to see the license plate? And they're like, I did, I, but I can only remember, like, the first two and, the, like, the last two letters. So they had, like, a decent amount. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do? Maybe we should call the police. And they look at their phone. It has like 2% battery. And they're like, okay, well, let's just wait till we get home to call the police.
2: So we're in West Germany. They can call the police.
0: I don't know West Germany. Oh, no. are you making like a Berlin Wall joke? No. <laughs> 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 That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I don't know if it's West Germany. There's somewhere in Germany, the Germanic force. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they get home. They call the police. They tell them, hey, we think we saw something sketchy. Someone was driving the car. They explained the whole situation. And they're like, did you happen to get the license plate? They're like, we didn't get the whole thing, but here, here's what we did get. After their phone call with the police, they remembered the license plate and they Googled it. And apparently, there was a, they knew enough to where like they knew that this person lived like six hours away. Like the car was registered down there or something like that. What the? they, Okay, so they said this is another alarming reason because their country is on a super strict lockdown at the time. So you are not supposed to travel even by car unless it's an emergency. So the fact that he's six hours or that person is six hours away already, they're like, okay, what's going on? The more and more they think about it, things don't add up. They tell their roommate and the roommate was like, maybe he was like, like trying to spy on the people who live kind of close to the forest because you can walk along the path and you can see perfectly into their backyard, the back of their house without, and they're like, yeah, maybe that's it. But something just didn't, quite add up so this is what they do know he didn't follow them in he had been there for a long time it's december 25th in germany so it's like it's freezing so there's no like he wasn't camping he had no light with them he didn't respond to anything they were trying to ask him they felt like he was trying to sneak up on them when they started taking photos because of like his silent approach things like that so they actually went and posted this to uh, the interweb and they got people like asking questions and and giving some theories. Do you guys have any theories of like what they would be doing out there?
1: I mean, the obvious theory is no good. You're (laughs) trying to like roll up on some fools and I don't know, kill them or I don't know. But he was
0: there before they
1: got there. Right. It didn't matter if it was them or Uh, the next person. He was like setting up a trap. Yeah. That's what I would think.
2: I have no idea. I think of I had a few Christmases all by myself. And one of them I drove up into the mountains. I had some snowshoes and I just went snowshoeing by myself Damn. on Christmas Day. So, I don't know. It's not impossible for it to be somebody just exploring out, you know.
0: Maybe he had a wife there who passed away and he's just visiting the site of her Yeah. where they first fell in love.
2: And maybe his family didn't accept him so he couldn't go home on Christmas and <laughs>
0: like Damn, are you okay? (laughs) Damn, okay, well, that's like a super sentimental. Uh, Immediately, people were like, he was dumping a body. Or the listener, our friend, she thought maybe it was like a drug deal. Maybe something with drugs. There's a nearby city that they said has a lot of issues with drugs. So maybe he'd like driven up to do some sketch.
3: Yeah,
1: the dumping the body one seems like it makes the most sense, actually. Why would they take the car out there? They had a body in the trunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's like the sentimental one doesn't account for like why he would drive. Drive through the path, yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's like sketch, but it could be. Um, Someone said m- maybe he was camping and our friend said, absolutely not. We are in a strict lockdown. If you are on the streets after 9 o'clock, you have to pay a hefty fine. Police are patrolling everywhere. Also, it's freezing cold. Uh, who would go camping in below zero degrees besides Kevin on the first Christmas day? Anyway, so like also, the answer is
2: clear it was Kevin.
0: <gasps> Where and were you he, on Christmas?
2: Oh, oh. Uh, you were all alone. We were all gone. Huh. I was huh. A
1: bunch of different places. Germany. Germany? Okay. <laughs> were you in
0: Deutschland,
1: perhaps? <laughs> Are <das> the intruder? <laughs> anyway, the other thing that's weird is them pulling out. And then pulling back in. What is that about? Oh, yeah. That's, I don't I've know. I've done that move before. Pulled out. Pulled it. Okay. Get out
0: of here, Kevin. No, you no, oh, Okay, Kev, Okay, <laughs> you pervert. I
1: pulled out. So, one time I was parked in a parking lot just listening to a book.
2: Is that where you park? <laughs> I
1: was just listening to a book and somebody came up and they're like, can we help you? And I was like no thanks, I'm just minding my own business, leave me alone. And then they like stayed there. And so I pretended like I was leaving and then they left and I just turned right back around and did it. Interesting. So he was doing something that he didn't want those two to know about, which is exactly what Kevin was saying in his story.
0: (laughs) This is what they ended on. They said, I'm super thankful I, A, didn't take the photo of the car. And B, I had my partner with me. They said, in hindsight, I believe this saved me. He must have been hidden behind the trees close to the car and the forest entrance. If he was really planning a burglary or something like that, or worse, like dumping a body, I think it's not unlikely he would have attacked me if he realized I'd been potentially taking photos of his car with a recognizable license plate. Right, yeah. Which is crazy. We talk about that all the time like in the moment you might have gut feelings and like most likely you should follow them. Yeah. And because they followed theirs, they said they were moments away from taking photos of the car and they really truly feel like because they listened and they didn't do that, like it didn't escalate. Yeah. Which makes sense to me.
1: Same, same.
0: I don't know. Easily this this interaction and what's interesting with stories like this is like easily this could have been nothing. This could have been a guy like I had Taco Bell. I had to shit. <laughs> I mean, not really, because like the car was parked for Taco so Bell long. isn't
2: in Germany, <laughs> yeah, but it is, is a possibility.
0: <laughs> it's like Das, das Bell. <laughs> I don't know. Mein Kampf Bell.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, shit.
0: <laughs> mein Kampf Gordita Crunch. <laughs> anyway. Uh,. Fun fact, if you buy Mein Kampf on Amazon, all the proceeds go to, like, Jewish foundations. Huh. Just so you know.
2: Interesting. Yeah. There, have you ever seen the video of the, the kid who <laughs> opens his grandpa's present and they're all German? And his dad's pissed. He's like, I told you to get in Minecraft, not Mein
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We will build a new civilization. <laughs> a whole new world (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh, like in hindsight or like looking back this could be nothing but it it could be something super sinister yeah Um, and it's just interesting to know or to like theorize and think like what they could have missed
2: yeah this is like the safe scary zone like the theoreticals so far yeah yeah the stories that
0: have been shared so let's switch it the f*** up with my next story (laughs) oh yes daddy Bro, uh, trigger warning for this story it is intense this story is 100% real there is police documents police arrests news stories on this shit at around dusk seven children gathered near a pier in Florida around a fire they started chanting and singing until one by one They started to cut each other open and burn the wounds closed. This is Lord of the Flies, dude. This is real life. And what happened, I will be telling on this week's Patreon bonus story. (laughs) If you want to know, head over to Patreon slash the 3M pod, become a patron, access to all the bonus content. We will see the rest of you in just a moment. Okay, I got this from an Esquire article. So, like I said, yeah, this takes some place in Florida. Pretty standard day in Florida, but even for Florida, it's pretty
2: fucked up. (laughs) What was the wildest thing you saw in elementary school? I watched watched my friend uh, not really my friend. (laughs) Uh I watched this dude eat glue every day. He'd suck from his bottle of Elmer's glue. (gasps) Gross. yeah they moved because he was playing with matches in his closet and burnt their house down. Oh, oh. it was on the news and everything. that's what they mean they
0: they were okay, but
1: dude, your friend is wild yeah, your best
0: friend <laughs> is this you <laughs> and then I couldn't go home for Christmas I <laughs> uh wildest thing I've seen in school. I don't know. I've seen some pretty wild stuff. I went. Like what are we talking? Like elementary or high school? Elementary. Okay, I was gonna say because in high school I went to school with the richest kids in my town and the absolute poorest. So <laughs> it's like I saw everything. <laughs> I saw murders. Yeah. Um, in elementary school, first thing that comes to my mind is that's a crazy dynamic. Did they all get along? Dude, a lot of cross pollination. Really? Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Like huh.
0: I knew people. Like even in my friend group. Some of my friends were like lived in the poorest neighborhoods, and then some were insanely rich, uh, ungodly rich. Like I didn't find out how rich they were till after, like high school. I was like, the f- "Your family had it like that? <laughs>
2: That's crazy." Uh, it's like Wolf of Wall Street and Slumdog Millionaire,
0: all in one baby, all in one place. <laughs> uh, in in elementary though, first thing that comes to mind is Gennaro, my friend, bro. He crawled under the desk in reading time and pissed on the floor like an animal. <laughs> A lot of stories with piss. And then while we were all peeing at the urinal, um he turned to my friend Tamar and peed on him. oh, mm. just marking his territory, I think.
1: Uh whiling out. I went
0: to his like eleventh birthday party. We played Bloody Mary and smoked fake weed. I peed on him. No urine that time. And we Nevermind. you <laughs> isn't that called me a gosh. Leap Uh uh, I didn't see him for a couple years, and I saw him in high school, and I was like, "Gennaro, what's up?" And he's like, F- "You white boy." And I was like, "Okay, see you later."
2: <laughs> That's funny. Keep it up, Gennaro. <laughs> Stay strong. My fifth grade teacher would bring her dog into class sometimes, and her dog was, was like, like Lucy, you know, just pissing everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> running in everyone's mug. face, yeah. eating everyone's cake.
0: Guys, she's a good dog. I swear. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um but she would bring her dog in sometimes and her favorite snack was r- ruffles my teacher mm. she's always eating ruffles and sometimes she'd bring like dip with it Ooh. like a ranch dip or something i don't know kind of gross <laughs> <laughs> cuz it'd be like the party size of ruffles but just for her mm. and one day she had like the Tostitos, like queso dip and she got some of it on her beard
0: come on come on come on hold on what she got some of it on her beard oh are we talking sean beard are we talking me (laughs) i got like 15
2: uh we're talking you in a month something i could work towards yeah (laughs) yeah um one of the kids yelled out like miss you have cheese on your on your chin and your, your, your chin chin. chin, chin. chin. Yeah. I mean her name was Miss Nakamura. She was Asian.
0: I was gonna say like 15 of your classmates yeah. were like what? Yeah. Chin? Yeah, chin. Here, present. <laughs> present.
2: And she goes, Oh, I do? And she goes, <gasps> Calls her a dog. <gasps> and she sticks her chin out and she lets her dog lick the cheese off her beard. Like a savage. I hate that teacher. Bro, you had child abuse. I hate her. I hate her so much. Oh, she put me. I can't believe we had timeout in fifth grade. She put me in time out so many times for no
0: reason. I hate her. I, I've heard stories about your child that I don't know about that. Yeah. so no reason.
2: Dude, she made me do this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, elementary school is wild. She'd be like, get in time out, and then she'd put some cheese on her beard. Uh, (laughs) You want to get on time out? (laughs) Yeah. Mm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Sean, any stories? Uh, This is one time. Sean was (laughs) homeschooled for listeners. Actually, I was reminded of this story when I went home for Christmas. uh, When we were living in the 150-year-old Civil War house, my room that I shared with two brothers was about – 10 foot by 10 foot. And it was an addition to the house. So you like go out into the front porch and then follow the porch to this room. (laughs) And there was no heating in this house because it was just one fire burning stove in the living room. So I remember- You're a time traveler. That's what's really (laughs) happening. My dad was telling me about this time where he came to wake us up in the morning. And he woke us up and our blankets were frozen to the walls- so, he had to pull them off of the walls before we could even get out of bed. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, well, damn. There's no reason. This is explains why I have so many issues today. Just <laughs> Cause going were through freezing so to many death? troubles. <laughs> yeah, that was my own elementary school. Oh, my God. <laughs> A.K.A. home. I guess home. yours was bad, DJ. <laughs> Sean's
0: out here freezing to death. How are we going to top that? Oh. <sighs> and we're back I'm just that was I'm, gonna, crazy. I'm gonna bring us back way later or earlier um, but that's me tonight okay so
2: gang this story comes from one of our listeners by the name of Miguel oh, This so, so exotic Miguel
0: yeah. um que paso Miguel
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: hola papi hola papi <laughs> Papichulo, Miguel. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Migueli.
2: I'm gonna try to tell this story, sorry, bro, (laughs) as if I was Miguel. Okay. Yo soy
0: un.
3: (laughs) 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 Hola.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Buenos noches.
0: (laughs) Buenos nachos. (laughs) Shout out my mexicanos. Anyway.
2: (laughs) So. Uh, Miguel is actually from France. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) we. So.
0: Damn, I'm an
3: idiot. (laughs) Damn.
2: (sighs) So, my father and I are French, but we also have Spanish ancestry. And our Spanish relatives come from a region called Galicia. So... Spain kind of juts out on its own in from Europe. And then there's Portugal. There's a little part of Spain that goes right over Portugal. That northern part that borders Portugal is Galicia.
0: Damn, I'm picturing
2: beauty. Yeah. Um, I should have looked up a video. One, to figure out how it's pronounced. <laughs> and two, just to kind of see what it looks like. Yeah,
0: urethria. <laughs>
2: and... <laughs> and uh, it it reminded me of london like there's a ton of fog
1: oh okay it looked kind of
2: spooky so i don't know if it was just this one part in this whole region this one little city or something but um that's what the video depicted and i guess kind of goes along with the scary story but my father growing up as a kid he and his siblings would go out from france to Galicia to stay with his grandparents For most of the summer, you know, they would spend their vacation there. And uh, this town that they were from, not really a town, more a village, super small. And in the 80s, which is when the story takes place, during one of the father's summers there. Or summers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) DJ, we need you to come for speech class.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um. In the '80s, the population of this village was just about a hundred people, and Miguel said he's gone back to kind of visit, and now population's like ten. So <laughs> it's like the opposite the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but super small rural town. Almost everyone there uh, there they were farmers. Uh, except for my father's grandparents. But we would help out with a lot of chores around the house since we were staying there for like two months out of the year. And uh, one day we were all done with our chores, or my father was all done with his chores, and he and his brother had decided to go outside and just play. So they're out in the fields, and they're not really paying attention to much of their surroundings when they hear a faint ding. Ding, 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 ding. They're looking around like, what's that sound coming from? Or what even is that sound? And they don't see anything, so they keep playing. After some time, this sound is louder and closer. Ding, ding. And they can see, coming over the hill, a herd of cows, a small herd of cows, about 10 to 15 of them. And a man is kind of just Walking with them, moving them along. We're like, okay, cool. We're in the countryside. This happens. They're about thirteen at the time. Uh, dad and his brother. They're in the countryside. This is normal, except for this man and his herd of cows starts walking towards, towards them, and towards their property. Like, okay, maybe he knows my grandparents. They get closer, and. They see this man, and Dad instantly recognizes his face. And he's taken back to a conversation with his grandma, Grandma Coco. (laughs) And she tells him, I guess they see this man before. She tells Dad and his brother, don't talk to this man. I say, why? She doesn't answer. She just says, just don't talk to him. Don't be around him. Don't go near him. And here he is approaching them. And when he gets close enough, he says to Dad, I need help getting my cattle down to the village. There's this pasture close to the village center. And there's quite a lot of cows for one man, so can you two boys help me? And against their grandmother's counsel, They oblige and say, sure, we can help. We, (laughs) we. See, (laughs) we will help. And they know the path to the village is pretty open. There's a few houses here and there, and they wouldn't be, you know, out of anybody's sight if anything were to happen. So, especially with the two of them, they thought they'd be okay. So they say, sure, we'll help. It's broad daylight. It's broad daylight. There's two of them. Yeah.
0: So... He, and honestly, if you're told no as a 13-year-old, it's like, <laughs> makes you want to do it more. Exactly. <laughs> I get
2: it. Yeah. So there, he gives them instructions, and they're walking with the cows, and surprise, surprise. It's uneventful. Nothing happens. They're walking. The cowbells are dinging. It's so silent, he, he remembers, because you're in the countryside. There's no traffic, no cars driving around. It's just them, the cows, the hooves on the ground. The hooves? Yeah. yeah, Or feet? Cow to- feet? Toes.
0: Cow toes. Cow hooves. Hooves? Fins. Yes. Hooves. Oh, so, Wings. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. So what they call... Y'all have f- cows in Hawaii? <laughs> Cow hooves. I know you have beef flavor.
2: <laughs> Is that why they call it lactose? Because <laughs> they
0: lactose! <laughs> that was funny.
2: Yeah, uneventful. So it takes, I don't know, half an hour to get to the around the village center, the pasture that the man was talking about. And everything's fine. They don't really speak to each other. They're kind of like skipping along. And right next to the pasture, 20 feet away is a stream. And I guess this is common. It's kind of dope. But they go up to the stream. They're thirsty. So they drink from it straight. Mm. They go and they bend down to drink water. As they're on their knees and they scoop their hands in the water and they're bringing it up to their mouths, both dad and his brother, they hear while they're surfing, ding, ding, ding. And it was more silent than it was when they were walking from their property. They turned around and the second that they got up and turned around, the farmer and all his cows had disappeared. This is open country farmland. Where could they have gone in such a short amount of time? No idea. The only thing they think of is to just go right back home. So they do. They're walking home. Miguel says, recounting this story that his father has told him countless times with little variation, says this is the scariest part. I assume my father and his brother were pretty scared at that point. Who wouldn't? So the only logical thing for them to do was to get back home. On their way back, they happened across a few of the houses that they had passed. One of them, they assumed, was the man's house. Because the man was sitting on his front porch in his rocking chair, grinning and watching as they walked past. After they realized it was him, they ran back home. He said, I had, this, I had chills writing this story down. I have absolutely no explanation to who or what that man was and why he and the cows disappeared all at once. Uh, Miguel said his, I think he said his great-grandmother is still around. Yeah, so my great-grandmother is still alive, although extremely old. So I'm thinking about asking her about it the next time I see her, whenever it may be. If I get any answers, I'll update you guys. Oh, Yeah. I yeah. wonder what her experiences were with that man. Yeah. If she had any direct experiences or if it was like common knowledge in the village. Everyone needed to avoid the village freak. Or Why the warning, man? Yeah. yeah. Something's yeah. happened.
1: Yeah. Also, parenting question. When your kid asks you why, what do you tell him? Just because? Like this grandma did and it obviously didn't work. I don't know. I, personally, I'm willing to like, entertain it and kind of explain, but
0: at some point uh, it will be because I said so. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: I'm just going to give them the, most, the n- most gnarly story I can so that they will be too afraid to. Sh- mm. Sean's where urban legends start. <laughs> like all those, uh,
0: all those, you want me to tell you why, boy? Yeah, there's a creature who walks, you know, <laughs> all the urban legends yeah. to t- make kids be good. Yeah. Hmm. Dude, that story was, Utterly terrified.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Holy cow. <laughs> I would have
3: been like, Holy cow.
1: How is the scariest part of that story? Not the fact that those fools thought it was okay to drink from a string in a cow pasture. It's clean water? No! In Spain. Oh my. They're all pooping everywhere.
0: <laughs> Bro, they were fine.
1: That's how you get dysentery. Just saying. <laughs>
0: Kevin, you're focusing on the wrong aspects <laughs> of the oh, story. Kevin's like, wait, they had to walk across town. It was <laughs> hot. <still> <laughs> Just because too bad. <laughs> Bro, I straight up when you said in the middle of the ding stop chills. I don't know why. I was there. I felt it looking up at your brother and being like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I never... (laughs) Dude, one of these times we're going to be on a trip and it's going to seem innocuous. It's going to seem just like normal. Like someone's going to be helping us with our gas and like we're going to look up and there's going to be no gas station or some shit. I swear.
2: Um, Dude, it it caught me off guard. I just wasn't expecting that. Oh, yeah. I was expecting like the man to do something. Like he grabbed the brother. That's what I was
1: thinking too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, it seems
0: like a prank, but almost to like flex. Yeah. Because then he's just smiling at you. It's like, it's just a prank, the bro. Frick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. If you're out there and listening, please send in your stories. If you have any good stories of like the town creep or like the scary person who everyone knows in town, like send them in. We want to hear it.
2: Miguel. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Miguel. you. Merci beaucoup. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My bad about that whole uh, assuming. <laughs> My bad, me. <homie. laughs> Tonight was fun. I'm so happy to be back. I'm glad we'll get back onto a regular scheduler. Uh, thanks for all your patience. Thanks for all your support. None of this is possible without you, the listener. We're happy you join us every week. And, yeah, we're excited to hear from you.
2: Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, here's to hopefully a better 2021.
0: Bro. I w- don't want to say it for fear of looking like an idiot, but hopefully it doesn't, it can't get any worse.
1: <laughs> Knocked on wood for us. We're good.
0: All right. Uh, thanks again, everyone out there. Anything else, gentlemen?
1: No, sir. All right.
2: Trust your gut. Watch your back.
1: Bye. Love you. Be safe. Be careful out there.
0: Kevin? See yeah. ya. Bye. <laughs>
1: submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about
3: anywhere.